This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. The Seattle MIK Organizing Committee will host its annual March and Rally and Opportunity Fair this holiday weekend. And with this morning to talk about the event is Eddie Rye Jr., uh, one of the organizers. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning. How are you doing, Chris B? Good. And yourself? Uh, hey, getting up early and uh, happy to start this MLK weekend off. Uh, we really need MLK with what's happening in this country today. Uh, we got to recommit, rededicate ourselves to fighting for our rights. I know that's right. Uh, Eddie, this is the oldest and most prominent MLK celebration in the area. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the history of the event here in Seattle? I mean, outside of the, you know, people may know that you have an annual march and rally, but I don't think people know the true history and some of the impact that the actual event has had over the years, including uh, being a pathway for um, legislation and advancement opportunities um, that have come as a result of this actual annual event here in Seattle. Well, this is the 41st year of the actual march. Uh, and the first march was in 1983. Uh, it was a protest because uh, in 1982, we had worked to have a uh, uh, empire way change to honor Martin Luther King Jr. And all happened that uh, Frank P. Vera remembers at KYAC. I was doing the talk show down there. And the late Freddie Mae Gaucher brought uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson in to talk about an event Stevie Wonder was having uh, on uh, January 15th, 1981, in, uh, to uh, compel Congress to make Dr. King's birthday a national holiday. And Reverend Jackson said, well, since you're so far away from uh, Washington, D.C., a lot of cities are doing local monuments to honor Dr. King. So uh, by having access to KYC and on-air people, uh, we were able to get a lot of community support to black firefighters, the NAACP, a lot of the churches all stepped up. And uh, so we started that process in 81. And finally, in August of 82, uh, Mayor Charles Royer signed uh, into law that it would be uh, the name of the street would be changed. And uh, a lot of turmoil erupted. A lot of the businesses on the other side of the south end of the street protested. They said it would cost them too much money. We talk about people with secondhand stores and pizza parlors and gas stations, you know, how much letterhead would they have. Uh, but the bottom line was is that uh, the late Sam Smith and council member, late council member George Benson uh, was steadfast and said that they would not tolerate uh, half of the street being named for Dr. King, 
uh, they had name and half the street would be at half an honor to a great man. Well, we really found out later on that transportation uh, 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 director for the city, for the city council, Bob Morgan, said, Eddie, they don't want you guys to change the name of Empire Way because of State Highway 900. They'd have to put the signs up on the freeway. And that was really what a, a lot of the, the uh, turmoil and resistance was about. But also, uh, all of the major media uh, in the city opposed changing the name of the street. All of them did. Uh, so we had a protest that were covered every week by the Seattle Medium newspaper and Chris H. Bennett, uh, your dad, uh, made sure that, that uh, the pictures were shown. Uh, the Justice Department had to get involved. There were all kind of death threats made to people, including myself. And uh, so the Justice Department got involved because uh, we had drunk people coming out of the Empire Tavern attacking people. I noticed one lady uh, came, one of Bob Barnes, who was with the Ship Skitters Union, was, was one of the people involved. And a drunk lady came out of the Empire Tavern and slapped his glasses off, called him in lover, and tried to step on his glasses. So eventually, uh, uh, in 1983, uh, on November 2nd, 1983, uh, then President Ronald Reagan proclaimed that the third Monday of 1986 in January would be the first official Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. So four weeks after that, on November 30th, 1983, the Washington State Supreme Court ruled that the city of Seattle had the authority to change the name of the street. So the very next day, on December 1st, the first sign went up on uh, uh, Martin Luther King and Sherry, uh, uh, that you know that was really it was a struggle and a fight, uh, but uh, righteousness did prevail, and the street has been named, and the sign went up, and it's been there for uh, for uh, 41 years. So uh, we were able to get that accomplished. Uh, in terms of uh, the actual uh, organizing for the actual events, that happened a year or two later. Uh, but the but very first march was, like I said, uh, on Jan- Saturday, January 15, 1983. It was led by Councilman Sam Smith, uh, uh, who uh, was a steadfast supporter. And we had a lot of other people that came out. Uh, in terms of the actual events and stuff, uh, and I must say that uh, Lewis Rudd from Ezell's Chicken Brigade brought us chicken legs <laughs> after the march. I never will forget that as well. And then we, you know, we got a lot more sophisticated. A lot more people got involved. There are a lot of King events happening everywhere, like it should be. And uh, uh, Larry Gossett chaired uh, the committee for a number of years. But I want to give a shout out to the late Nancy San Carlos, who was also with the Ship Skinners Union. They were located on 23rd and Madison at that time. And uh, when uh, the mayor didn't sign, uh, didn't put the signs of Nancy San Carlos made me the co-chair of the Coalition for Respect. And we were the group that was organizing. And I must say the very first protest that we had, uh, only about 10 people, maybe 10 people showed up. And uh, we had more media who attacked me. Oh, well, if black people really in the black community really wanted this, how come they're not showing up? <clears throat> As a matter of fact, at that first protest, there was a picture in the Times. It was... Uh, Omari Tahir put together some signs. As a matter of fact, his son, known as Kwame uh, Garrett at the time, was like our youngest protester. We had uh, uh, other pictures of young people in, in grade school. So it really 
resonated in the black community and younger people got involved. Uh, about four years ago or five years ago, uh, Shadé Moore, uh, she was about 27 or 28, uh, became the chair of uh, the MLK uh, coalition. I mean, that was now, it's now called, it was, it was uh, the, the Martin Luther King Celebration Committee, but some folks went and uh, changed the name, got it, uh, I got a 501c3. After they did that, it kind of dropped off, but I was reorganized. The name was changed to the, the Seattle Martin Luther King Jr. Organizing Coalition. And uh, for people that want information on the coalition, they can go to SeattleMLKCoalition.org and get that kind of information. And this year, uh, they've done a, a real good job. In the Seattle Medium on page uh, 5A, uh, there is a uh, flyer the Seattle MLK Jr. Coalition presents, MLK Jr.'s Reign Unfinished. And it talks about the uh, program that was held last night in Washington Hall where uh, there was a forum with the Black Prisoners Caucus, the women's chapter, and then uh, on uh, Saturday, uh, well, let's see, what, no, the 14th, the 14th is Sunday, right? Will yeah. be a youth event at uh, the McKinney uh -huh. Center, which is used to be uh, Seattle OIC, which is uh, now known as its official name is the Central District Community Preservation and Development Authority. Uh, it's called the McKinney Coalition and the McKinney Center, the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development, because Reverend McKinney was responsible for the, having that building. Uh, uh, erected to house the Seattle Opportunities Industrialization Center, but the same person that's got the legislation to create to uh, make Dr. King's birthday a national holiday was also responsible for killing the funding for all the manpower programs. That was President Ronald Reagan. So it is the McKinney Center that will be happening. The youth event will be happening, and every year there's also a youth event, which I think uh, is necessary because it's. Uh, the legacy of Dr. King must pass on. His philosophy must be embraced. But we were talking about nonviolence in our community, uh, in the black communities all across the country. In most communities, we need to emphasize nonviolence. On uh, on Monday, uh, the actual holiday, there will be workshops, uh, opportunity fair that starts at 8.30. There will be over 55 uh, representatives from various uh Organ, uh, uh, employers, public agencies, uh, the National Association of Learning Contracts will have a table there. As a matter of fact, anyone that wants information about getting certified as a minority and women-owned business, Lika Fernandez, who is the director of the State Office of Minority Women Business Enterprise, will be present to answer questions. We have a young guy by the name of DeMarlon Sisney, who uh, started with Amazon Web Services. He's a tech genius. He has a firm, that, and they do business around the world. He has six black engineers working for him. He will be there to talk to folks about opportunities in the technology field. Uh, there will be folks from the Port of Seattle, the City of Seattle, many private employers. Uh, last year, I think there were like 78 people that got uh, employment. A lot of people uh, get uh, job offers right on the spot. Uh, people get interviews later. And uh, Hayward Evans and I came up with this idea about five or six years ago because we were saying, you know, it's good to come and have the workshop, do the fellowship, uh, do have the march. Uh, everybody's fired up. But we said, you know, a lot of people have some needs. 
They might have a job. They might want to take a step up, get a better job, uh, have some additional training, apprenticeship programs through the efforts of Claude Burfick, who's on the King County uh, Labor, uh, 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 the King County Labor, uh, I can't remember the exact name, but he's on the executive, the King County Labor Council, he's on the executive committee, and he is uh, getting uh, coordinating with the uh, apprenticeship program. So to be a, an array of opportunities there. And then uh, at uh, 9 to uh, uh, to uh, 11.30 will be uh, the workshops. And there will be a, a lot of rate workshops that will be going on uh, for people to get on. And they will be uh, the folks who have been free registered. As a matter of fact, with the opportunity fair, there are 200 people who are uh, who pre-registered already to attend that event. Then at, uh, at 11 o'clock, uh, there will be the rally at the Garfield High School gym. And then at 12.30, there will be a rally that, I mean, a march will go to an undisclosed location. Uh, and in addition to that, there will be a number of other, uh, I don't know if you wanted me to talk any more about uh, the history of uh, the seattle King County uh, MLK. But as you as you know, uh, in 1986, when the, for the first holiday, uh, then County Councilmember Ron Sims and County Councilmember I think it was uh, Bruce Olson uh, had a uh, proclamation proclaiming that this would be Martin Luther King Jr. County. So in 1999, and I think I'll repost uh, a King 5 story uh, at the event, I said, you know, it's been 13 years, uh, and uh, it's been supposed to be Martin Luther King Jr. County, but there's nothing to indicate this is really Martin Luther King Jr. County. So uh, then State Senator Adam Smith, Adam Klein, introduced legislation six times to officially change the name of the county to Martin Luther King Jr. County. Uh, so between uh, 1999 and 2005, it finally passed, and Governor Christine Gregoire came up to the Martin Luther King Jr. County Courthouse uh, to sign the legislation in, officially making it uh, Martin Luther King Jr. County. Then it took us another about a year to get the logo because we had some people on the county council said, well, we should have a, a picture of the county courthouse as the official logo. And I said, the, king, the county courthouse will look like Martin Luther King Jr. So uh, Vivian Phillips and uh, uh, I'll think of this other person's name that really uh, did the work. Uh, and we officially uh, got the image of Dr. King to be the official county logo. Now, we did have some employees from the county saying, uh, if uh, the King's, uh, we were cutting this picture off the logo, off the, the letterhead, and uh, he, they were told, if you deface county property, your butt will be fired. So, uh, But it's really amazing because a lot of people still don't realize that this is Martin Luther King Jr. County. Uh, but uh, people in the Congressional Black Caucus know, and uh, a lot of other folks know. So that's just a, 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 a kind of a short version of what happened, because we had people saying, well, you know, why don't we name a school? Why don't we name a, 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 a food bank? Why don't you know everything? I, we already got a school, <laughs> you know, that in 1972, I think, down there was Harrison uh, Elementary School, and uh, – my son Brian was in class down there, and the, uh, actually had a boat. And uh, the late Louise McKinney was the principal down there. And uh, uh, 
uh, a teacher in Brian's class said, well, we didn't have enough votes. Well, Brian said, uh, all the hands I saw raised, teacher, how many votes do you have? So anyway, <laughs> that's mm. how it went. But uh, that's how the school got its name. And um, right now I think the most important thing we can do really is uh, looking at the uh, politics of the country today, the hatred we have out here, uh, to rededicate ourselves and fighting for our rights because they are under attack. And uh, some people get it twisted, like, you know, Dr. King was a pastor. That's not emphasized enough. Another thing is you have some people saying, well, we don't want to deal with elected officials. Well, how do you think we got our Civil Rights Act in 1964 and our voting rights in 1965? Dr. King and other leaders of SCLC, Urban League, NAACP, and other black organizations, A. Philip Randolph, if they didn't meet with elected officials. Like right now, we need to do it all over again because the Voting Rights Act is being gutted. Uh, we have the civil rights being attacked. We have uh, people that, that are newly, uh, have been here as long as we have. We've been here 400 years. And that's why I'm saying that at this point in time in this struggle, I support diversity, equity, and inclusion, but I'm not going to let anybody forget the 400 years that African descent of the United States uh, were here. We built this country for free, as my daughter would say. We built this joint for free. We died in every war. Uh, we've uh, made it possible for people to come here who get here and get an anti-black attitude. And I'm saying I support all the other minority groups. I support fairness and equity. But I'm not going to let anybody forget the contribution uh, that we made, that African Americans made, all the wars we fought. And we're talking about reparations right now. Well, reparations got to include land, because every time uh, black folks were, uh, like you go down to Okiki, Florida, two black men tried to register to vote in 1920. And they were killed. A lot of other black people were killed. They burned down the whole town and ran the black people off the property. So it got to be more than a check with reparations. It got to be the land. It got to be, contrary to what Ed Bloom says, uh, filing these suits, he and uh, Stephen Miller, with the, with, who was with Trump, doing this uh, anti-black thing, and they got to remember that uh, it was black soldiers and the, and the Black Panthers, the real Black Panthers, during World War II, the 761st Tank Battalion and other organizations over there that freed Jews from concentration camps. And uh, then we have these same folks coming over here now trying to deny black folks access to opportunity. So we have multiple fights that we have to endure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to, you know, the, the theme that you guys have here, I think kind of talk, uh, invokes into the conversation now as well. You know, the theme of this year's uh, event is ML King's dream unfinished, um, which really talks about a lot of things that, um, that you were talking about. You know, we talk about, you know, that we, you know, want to get to freedom, justice, and equality. Uh, we want to talk about, um, justice, but we're still in a portion of time where we're really talking about just us or things that happen to just us. Um, you know, can you um, kind of talk about that a little bit? Also, uh, one of the things, the um, everything is taking place on Monday at Garfield High School. Um, and in terms of the march, what is, where is the staging? Can you talk about the staging area of the march as well? Right. Well, that, that will be at Garfield after the rally and the rally is supposed to be over at 1230 
and then at 12:30, people will assemble and go to a march, march to an undisclosed location, location downtown. Okay, okay. And then what about the the theme? You know, unfinished business or the dream unfinished. Well, we just just talk, talked about how our civil rights, voting rights, under attack. Uh, economic access to economic equity is being denied, and that's all part of Dr. King's dream. Uh, that's where the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act of 65, the Civil Rights Act of 64, was a direct result of uh, Dr. King and the other civil rights leaders uh, getting uh, rights for black people. Uh, a lot of people get, get it twisted. They'll say, well, you know, uh, uh, this uh, it did help all people. Uh, of color, but at the same time, it was black people in the forefront. One organization that's been uh, with the, uh, the black community the whole time is the Japanese American Citizens League. They were in Selma in 1965. They were back there in 2015. So that's one group that worked. We also had other individuals, including some white pastors. Uh, we had uh, Goodman, uh, Goodman and Schwerner and Cheney, and Goodman and, Cheney, and Schwerner were Jewish guys who uh, were died with uh, Cheney, who was a brother, and they were talking about registering people to vote in Mississippi. And we also have people in Congress now that uh, was involved in that movement, like Congressman Benny Thompson. Uh, Julian Bond used to tell me he had the most dangerous job in SNCC, registering voters in the Mississippi Delta. He said the Klan and the sheriff were looking for him, and they could be one of the same. So... Uh, but we have to really, really, uh, and I mean, we have to get involved. Look, we have to show up. If it's a city council meeting, I don't care if you're in Federal Way and Renton and Auburn, Seattle, Mount Lake Terrace or Bellevue, black faces make a difference when you show up. And we have to show up to make sure that we're cut in to the opportunities and make sure that we get the respect and the protection that we deserve. So the most important thing for us to do is to show up, and I think, that if we could get the churches to take uh, uh, turns at showing up at various uh, city council, county council meetings, and legislative meetings. And that's one of the reasons how we were able to get uh, uh, the McKinney Center, the Central District Community Preservation Development Authority, because uh, Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos sponsored a bill. She was the sole sponsor of House Bill 1918 and 2019 that passed the House and, uh, and the Senate unanimously. But we had uh, pastors going down. We had Shade Moore, Bobby Alexander, Candace Bailey, uh, an array of people going down, Hayward Evans, a lot of folks going down, and people took turns going down. We even had, uh, even had support from my brothers and sisters from the black elected in the Tacoma, Pierce County area. So when, when black folks show up, we can make a difference. We can't be on the sidelines. we got to be visible, and we have to... Now with the technology, uh, you can send emails to folks. You can make phone calls. Everybody can do something if they have the commitment and dedication. And uh, it's not going to be one or two people. Yeah, you might see one or two or three or four or five leaders, but there's the people behind them that make their position strong. And if we're all on the same page about uh, what we're trying to attain, then uh, there's no stopping us. Uh, like I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, the first 10 years of my life. I know all about segregation and discrimination. I've seen young white boys call older black men boy. I've seen folks getting off the sidewalk 
when a white man walked down the sidewalk. And I do. I lived in the city, uh, in Shreveport. Uh, so I, I've seen. I've seen it all. So I know exactly what folks had to go through. And then my father uh, was uh, appointed by A. Philip Randolph to be one of the Northwest organizers for the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters uh, in 1948. That's how our family got here in 1952. Uh, so. Uh, you know, he wanted to have a march. The A. Philip Randolph wanted to have a march in the forties, uh, but they did. They did eventually have that uh, that big march uh, where Dr. King gave the "I Have a Dream" speech. So uh, we need to study our history. We, we, you know, we really do. And the, the thing about it is that everybody can do something. Some people, how do you become a leader? Well, I think first of all, you become a good follower, and if you're doing something in the best interest of the black community. People will listen to you, and they will support you. Uh, right. It can't be just an individual thing. it got to be a group thing because uh, discrimination against the blacks is discrimination against the blacks. It's not discrimination. about a, You might have an individual experience of being discriminated against. And, and don't get mad. Get organized and take care of business. So that's what we need to do. We have to recommit, rededicate ourselves to fighting for our rights. They're under attack. And some of the people that we thought there were our allies are leading the charge against us, and it's really unfortunate. Like uh, in 2019, when uh, we had Initiative I-1000 to restore affirmative action in Washington State, we had a group of Chinese immigrants who couldn't speak English, needed interpreters. But we noted uh, that John Carlson and, and Tim Iman and those guys were organizing. But, you know, all their venom and remarks and, uh, were uh, uh, against the black people. Nobody else but African Americans, and these are the right. same African Americans that be fighting battles for them uh, on foreign shores. And I tell you right now, there is no reason for African Americans to be on foreign shores, in foreign on foreign seas, and on foreign shores fighting for someone else's freedom when their freedom is under attack right here. So a lot of people, well, that's not American, no. Right. That's anti-racist. Okay. <laughs> Uh, right. We're not going to be going to fight for everybody else's freedom, and then we don't have the right to vote, don't have uh, access to, uh, you know, we look at Washington State. In 2021, black businesses did 0.18% with state and business. In 2022, after J Governor Jay Inslee signed the executive order in January 2022, at the end of the year, black businesses did 0.22%. Yeah, that's how you lose the CD. No affirmative action for 23 years, because after I-200 passed, in 1998, Gary Locke, Governor Gary Locke, issued Governor's Directive 98-01 to every government agency, all institutions of higher learning, community colleges, that affirmative action was no longer in place. And that killed us. Right. Had we found that out before yeah. Barack Obama appointed him to, the, to be the ambassador to China, he never would have been there. Right. Eddie, um, let's uh, come back full circle and do a rundown of the events that's going to take place. Uh, on Monday, March 15th, King Day at uh, Garfield High School, um, with the starting with like the, this, the workshops uh, and the times. Well, the Opportunity Fair starts first at 8:30. Opportunity okay. Fair, uh, then uh, uh, the the workshops uh, begin at 9:15, uh, uh, and I think some of them will uh, the workshops will be some will be online and. Uh, I think people are pre-registered for that. The rally is at 11 o'clock, and then the march is at 12:30. Then, in addition to that, uh, you know, there are a lot of other. There's the Martin Luther King Jr.'s breakfast, the, the pastors' breakfast, which will be 
uh, at uh, on Monday at seven o'clock at the Sheridan Hotel. On Sunday, uh, there will be a, a Martin Luther King event at the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Baptist Church in Renton. Reverend Dr. Linda Smith is the leader over there, and uh, Attorney Craig Sims will be speaking. And then on Monday at seven o'clock p.m. Uh, the New Beginnings Christian Fellowship, uh, there will be a Martin Luther King event, and Reverend Dr. Joseph Evans, who is endowed chair of the Berkeley School of Music, of Berkeley School of Theology, my, my nephew graduated from Berkeley School of Music, but the Ber- uh, Berkeley School of Theology will be the speaker there. So, uh, I, you know, I, I, I think it's very helpful to have Martin Luther King Jr. events all across the country, and especially in Martin Luther King Jr. County. Uh, so I, 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 those are the things, some of the activities that you can be involved with. I'm sure there'll probably be others. Right. All right. Eddie, can you give out the uh, you, the uh, web address for the coalition to get more information about your guys' event? Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the, uh, that is uh, ML, SeattleMLKCoalition.org. Uh, you can get all the information there. And the other thing, too, is that <clears> – <throat> Hayward Evans and is calling on the Alphas and other people uh, to set up for the Opportunity Fair. It's going to be at noon at Garfield on Saturday. Uh, also, we're going to need some volunteers to, uh, for the parking lot. Uh, you can give Hayward Evans a call at 206-778-6357, or you can call me at 206-786-2763. And uh, we are, are looking for volunteers. Uh, uh, Dr. King was an alpha, so Roberto Jordan, I know you guys, you older alphas might not be able to help it, but get those undergrads out there to help us with the event. And also, All right. brothers well, Eddie, uh, Eddie, from, from Union Lodge around. 43. All right. Eddie, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show, um, and we'll look forward to uh, everybody being at the event uh, at Garfield High School on Monday. Thank you very much, Chris. We appreciate your support and support of the KRZ and the Medium newspaper. And happy King's Day, Frank T. Barrow.